I could put new batteries in the thing because it just went dead. So, well, good morning. These little technical things. So this morning, I want to talk a little bit about our epistle for the day, which comes to us from the third chapter of James, beginning at verse 13, and it carries over to the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 8. And in it, James is talking about the attitude of Christ and the resistance to evil. And the attitude of Christ is the thing that we are to emulate so that we too can be resistant to the evil one. What is the attitude of Christ? Well, James tells us that the attitude of Christ is the wisdom that comes down from above, humility. Humility. Listen to what James writes. He says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by his good behavior his works with the humility of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and tell lies against the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there is disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, obedient, full of mercy and good fruits, non-judgmental, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace among those who make peace. Therefore, subject yourselves to God. From where are conflicts and from where are quarrels among you? Is it not from this, from your pleasures that wage war among your members? You desire and do not have. You murder and are filled with envy and are not able to obtain. You fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives in order that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that in vain the scripture says, the spirit which he caused to dwell in us desires jealousy, but he gives greater grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, subject yourselves to God, but resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. See, James gives us some great advice here about humility. Imitating the humility of Christ, putting ourselves into the attitude of Christ is the best defense against the craftiness of the devil. The devil who likes to use our own pride as a weapon against us. Or is it just me? So to better understand the depth of the humility that we should strive to achieve, we need to look at what the definition of the humility of Christ is. Paul explains that to us 
in his letter to the church at Philippi. It's in the second chapter. Listen to what he writes. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete, be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourself. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who thought, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Humility is the mind and attitude of Christ. This is what it means to be of the same mind as Christ. More and more I'm coming to the realization that being like Christ requires that I be intentional about setting myself aside. If we're going to be like Christ, we have to put ourselves Aside. See, in, in my natural state of mind, in this fallen, broken world in which I was born into, my natural state of mind is to focus on me, on my wants, my needs. And this behavior is the opposite of Christ's life. But, if I'm intentional about my relationships with other people, if I'm intentional about modeling myself in Christ's image, then I allow the Holy Spirit to move in me and to move me toward the direction of the cross. See, it's all about attitude. Having a mind like Christ means having the same attitude as Christ, which was an attitude of humility. If I want a Christ-like attitude, I might ask myself, am I all about me? Or do I put the needs of others ahead of my own? And so when Paul wrote this letter to the church at Philippi, he was telling them, 
you know, in all this time we've been working together to build this church, you've been listening to me, and if you've heard me, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life at all, if being in a community of faith, a community of the Spirit, means anything to you at all, if you have a heart, if you care about anything or anyone other than yourself, then Paul says to the church at Philippi, read that, the church at Countryside, do me a favor. Agree with one another. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends with one another. Don't push your way out to the front. Don't try to sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help other people get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage in the world. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand to others. Now, I have to break from my notes here and just tell you Cindy, I'm going to call you out. This is an example. This lady right here is an example of what Paul is talking about. Putting herself aside and putting all her energy into helping others. 75 families yesterday. Now, I know it wasn't all Cindy. She wasn't the only person in the parking lot, and she knows that. But she heads this thing up and has for many years. Why? Because she enjoys getting up early and buying a box of kolaches and coming out here to the church and handing out food and, and coupons to Archie's? No, because she has a heart for other people. And so... Paul is telling the church at Philippi and us here at Countryside, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. Which is not to think of himself at all. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status, no matter what. He was completely divine and at the same time completely human and he didn't draw on the divinity of his true identity. He drew on the humanness of his true identity. He had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. In fact, not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. And having become human, he stayed human. He didn't flip-flop back and forth. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death and the worst kind of death at that crucifixion. And because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever so that all created beings in heaven and on earth and even those long ago dead and buried 
will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that He is the Master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. This is who Jesus is. Jesus is humble. Now, I find it most telling that the attitude of humility, the attitude of obedience that Jesus exemplified elevated him in the eyes of God the Father so that God honored him and gave him a name above all names, all names, above the name of illness, above the name of COVID, above the name of poverty, above the name of homelessness, above the name of racism, above the name of, well, you pick an ism. Jesus, the name of Jesus is above every name. And so, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What does that tell us? What it tells us is that what glorifies God, what causes God to elevate us, you and me, is an attitude of humility. God hates a prideful, self-centered attitude, and God loves an attitude of humility. You've heard the saying, pride goes before a fall. What you seldom hear is, is the next part. Pride goes before a fall, but an attitude of humility raises us up in the grace of God. And so Paul tells us to obey even when nobody is watching. When we obey and carry ourselves in an attitude of humility, we are working out our own salvation, Paul says. Don't misunderstand that phrase. You cannot earn your salvation. It's all about relationship with Jesus Christ. But you do work out your salvation. You work out your understanding of what that salvation means. By carrying yourselves with obedience and humility. Paul says we should carry out our own salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, we should every moment of our lives as we work out our salvation also read that sanctification becoming more and more Christ-like. As we continue in this sanctifying journey to be more and more like Christ, every moment we should be reverent and in awe of our God because He is the one who is working in us by the power of the Holy Spirit to bring us into the complete, total fullness of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. The sanctifying journey that we're on. Every day, striving to be more and more like Christ. And so if we look back again at the scripture from James that we started with, we can see that the humility of Christ, if we take it upon ourselves, if we make it a part of who we are, if we use it in everyday practice, that will put us in a favorable position 
with our God. Subjecting ourselves, being obedient to God's word. And if we draw near to God in this way, in this manner, James says God will draw near to us. And that is a place the devil cannot abide and the devil will flee from the humble, contrite heart where God resides. So, when you leave this place this morning, this holy place set aside for the teaching and preaching of God's Word, when you go out beyond the doors into the world, when you go out into your week, go out in awe of God the Father who enables you to desire to be more like Christ and who gives you the power and ability to actually live out His calling on your life. To do the kingdom work that He's purposed you to do. To be who He called you to be. An attitude of humility is the attitude of Christ. It is the very essence of what it is to be Christ-like. And in that presence, the devil simply cannot stand. The devil must bow a knee to the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.